This is a sound purchase, a podcast that does a deep dive to explore iconic recordings. Episode 14 Poppy's 2020 release, I Disagree. I think I I watched her original like five years ago her YouTube videos mm. um, when she was doing I'm Poppy I'm Poppy I'm Poppy or oh, like eating um, the candy floss yeah all just that stuff and I, I I kind of I think at the time I was like oh this is just stupid and a bit bit pretentious or, or whatever you want to say um, and I kind of just like just got off it because I didn't really like the the music that went along with it either um, kind of bubblegum pop stuff but then I mm. but then it was only until sort of beginning of this year where I weirdly saw a Reddit thread or something and it, it, it kind of drew me into the conspiracy of it all and her story <laughs> and the character, which I think to me personally is like 80% of the reason I like the artist um, mm. Is, mm. is the character and the stories and stuff. Um, so then I kind of rewatched those old videos and I think they're like really great. It's like her like holding up like Dr. Pepper cans and just showing to camera and it's kind of like a comment on YouTube culture and all, all, all this, you know, monetization of everything. So I thought, oh, maybe this has actually got more credit than I thought it did. Um, and then, yeah, obviously that, that just kind of naturally led me to her her songs and albums. Um, and and when I first heard, like, because I wasn't long for the ride of her progression as an artist. So when I just yeah. sort of strangely went off and found like one of her songs, which is like this doom metal thing, I was like, ah. <laughs> What yeah, what yeah. is this thing? Uh, and then yeah, I just I I love it. <laughs> I really love it. Yeah. And you sending oh, me a copy of uh, you sent me the link to a scary mask. And like it's a magnum opus. It's the it, best it, thing it, she's ever done. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even on her album, the heavy Am- no. metal album. But um, it's just so it's just so eclectic and fun and not stupid i don't mean that derogatively i mean i mean that kind of it's just fun i will i will just preface all of this conversation just by saying that it is also a little bit tarred by the abuse allocations which are you know it doesn't it's you can't not think about that because it was such a collaboration you know Mm. it really was a double act he was the off-screen kind of puppet master and she was literally well, we'll, a puppet. <laughs> we'll get into there. We'll get into there a lot further down. Uh, Jake, yes, how do? Uh, do wop. Wop. Mm, Hanson. He's so hot right now. Hansel, so hot right now. Hansel. <laughs> we haven't done that in years. <laughs> okay, so true friend of the show, Brendan, is joining us today. Welcome, Brendan. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Brendan is the singer, keys, guitar, songwriter for UK-based synth power pop band Comfort. That's me. Power pop, that's good. Tell me nothing. Tell me something. Okay, so context. I Disagree is the third album released by YouTuber Poppy. I've had a big go at kids in my school and my class because of their adoration for YouTubers, just as recently as actually Friday, (laughs) where... (laughs) 
I had a I had a group telling me that the Wiggles suck and the Kardashians <laughs> is where it's at. <laughs> wow. So I, I went mean, on a massive rant destroying the Kardashians, basically claiming that they are ground zero for everything that's wrong with the planet. Sure. But we still have yeah. no documented evidence for the Wiggles not sucking, but we are working <laughs> on it. The Wiggles earn roughly 30 million a year and entertain kids worldwide. That's doesn't, pretty awesome. Doesn't wow. make it good. but okay. It's fantastic. <laughs> it is fantastic. But anyway... Poppy is a YouTuber. She's been described by The Guardian as both an alien and a cult leader. Two are things that I actually quite strongly agree with more the more I get to learn about her because she, as, as Brendan was saying earlier, she has garnered this cult following of people that have bought into this idea and this narrative that she is an android, and I find that really fascinating. I, yeah. I, I, I still don't disbelieve it (laughs) yeah yeah well you know uh she has been careful to create and cultivate her public persona of being an android she's risen to prominence by posting 10 minute videos of herself eating cotton candy whilst repeatedly saying her name and with that knowledge this album begins to take on a more calculated sense of randomness when i first heard it when jake first Uh, played it for me or suggested it to me via Brendan uh, or the other way around sorry it should be Brendan suggested it via Jake I didn't know anything about Poppy Mm. and so that that randomness just came across as kind of postmodern or postmodernity should we say but now it, it does take on a kind of interesting spin because of knowing her backstory yeah question for you both Mm. Have either of you purchased a record before based purely off the cover? Oh, 100%. Yeah, um, Many, quite a few times, I'd say. Not like a vinyl one. <laughs> I haven't got that much money. <laughs> oh, no, but like a CD, right? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 absolutely, mm. 100%. Mm. My, my top choice is uh, Soap and Skin, her debut album, and she's now become sort of my favourite artist, or one of them, and just purely just went into resident in Brighton and said, oh, that, that's a lovely picture. Um and I think it was also helped by the fact that it was like album of the week or something. They had it on some kind oh, of pedest- okay. pedestal. So I just went, and, and it turns out it was like incredible. So that's lucky. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't be able to name any that I have bought purely from the album cover, but there's things, there are some album covers that I've found quite striking. Obviously, uh, it would be silly of me not to mention Peter Gabriel, but also a <laughs> uh, friend of the show, Andrew WK. Oh, yeah. Is it I Get oh, Wet? Oh, wow. Is that what I it's Get called? Wet, yeah, that's the yeah, album. With the blood nose. And we've told the story before that he sent a copy of that to Dave Grohl, and Dave Grohl instantly got in contact with him just because of the album cover, having <laughs> not heard the music. That's incredible. Yeah. That's a, that's a good way to get through to someone, but the yeah. poppy album cover for I Disagree mm. uh, is both horrifying and... Kind of incredibly accurate, actually, I think, to the intention of this album. Mm -hmm. I showed it to some GCSE students the other day, (laughs) and they were not impressed. Really? Wow, that's great. We had an audible scream. That's great. Are you talking... Can I just just ask a nerdy question? Are you talking about the the original one or the new re-release? No, the Well, the the one with all the kind of... The The paint blood paint sure sure great 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 cool 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 cool, cool. 
Yeah. What's the, the um, I haven't seen the re-release artwork. The re-release is like a tall character. Oh, boring. It's, it's, yeah. it's very creepy. It's very creepy. Yeah. Um, I think it's purely creepy without the kind of... I, I, it just looks like like a horror mm. right. or something like that. She's playing um, up that angle, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So this was Poppy's first entry into the Billboard 200 charts, peaking at 130, which sounds like quite a low charting, but actually making the 200 charts is pretty impressive anyway. Yeah, it's better than we've mm. ever Although done. It, and, it did, uh, <laughs> and it did reach number one on the UK rock and metal albums chart. Oh, did it? Wow. Which wow. I find a bit surprising because obviously there's a lot of metal inspired music in here, but I wouldn't actually go as far to I mean, <sighs> claim that it is that. I, I, I would have That's agreed question, with you. Right? And I was listening back to it yesterday, and like the first half of the album is predominantly like industrial new metal. Yeah. yeah. It's only when you get into the second half of it, you start to get more of the, the pop sensibility coming through. Now, take uh, a guess which half I enjoyed more. <laughs> <laughs> Leading on from that, Poppy has described the genre of this album as post-genre. I, yeah. I disagree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a mashup of genres, so it's a fusion, but yeah. I can go through each track and name to me what influenced each one and kind of oh, say, absolutely. right, you're just going through the tropes of that genre rather than taking yeah. the influence and doing something new with it. Mm. So I'd say it's more of a big mishmash of tropes. I guess, I guess you've got um, to also think about what Which even, I love. I love, by yeah, the way. Um, yeah. Like, all the old new metal tropes, I fucking love it, because mm-hmm. I love new metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I think you've got to kind of ask the question of, like, what, what does she mean by genre? Like, genre is predominantly a marketing tool, right? To, to sort of yeah. fit oh, things in, yeah. on store shelves and go, this is jazz. Um, so I, I'm assuming she means... I think, Jake, you're probably right. She probably thinks it's something that's maybe not... Um, but but it also maybe she's just saying I don't want to market this you know I don't want anything to kind of tarnish just the randomness of it or whatever I, I just want it to mm. be a th- a product and not you know new metal meets uh, you know pop it's bubblegum yeah. jazz pop yeah, yeah like, there's no exactly. jazz J pop I think well there's definitely J pop in there but I I think through the post genre she's showing that kind of postmodern cluster clustering of genres like mm. the, say the dirty projectors right and other bands like that where they're they're not necessarily alternative rock but they're not pop they're just they are what they are mm-hmm. and this seems to be a trend that's coming through which is artistically it's actually quite inspiring in a way mm-hmm. but it definitely keeps you on your toes keeping you on your toes then what a segue <laughs> let's move into our game <laughs> show segment oh my god Oh, yeah, we've yeah, got a game oh, yeah. show segment. You'll, you'll like this. You'll like this. Okay. We've had more listeners emailing in, asking to be a part of our game show segment. They're winning some merch. If Jake and Brendan can answer a correct amount of questions. Oh, I didn't sign up for this. So, yeah, Jake, today you're playing for Claire Boucher from Ooh. Vancouver, Canada. Okay. And Brendan, you're playing for Alan O'Connor from Auckland, New Zealand. <gasps> Fantastic. So, the game is true or false. I have in my hand a series of 10 questions about Media Overlord's YouTube. Ooh. You need to identify fact from fiction. It's all true. (laughs) (laughs) If the answer is true, you will hear this sound. 
And if it is false, you will hear this sound. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. So, question number one. True or false? One billion, one billion hours of YouTube is watched per day. Jake. Well, there's got to be like close to 8 billion people on the planet now, so that's an hour each. Would be more than that. So are we saying it's at least a billion, or is it a billion? There is over a billion. Oh, yeah. There's one one billion hours, approximately. uh, I'm going to say that's true. And Brendan. Yeah, I'm I'm going to say that's just my street in Bognor Regis that, that that's that's seems low <laughs> to me. So, I'm going to yeah. say true as well. 1 billion hours. Yeah. of YouTubers watched per day. Is it true? Is it false? That is true. Yay. 1 billion hours. Question number 2. Every minute 100 hours of video is uploaded to YouTube. This time, we'll go to Brendan. That's... What, every every minute? Every minute, there is 100 hours of video being uploaded to YouTube. Oh, yeah. I, I think, again, that seems low. I, I, I say true, absolutely. I, I think that's too low. I think it's more than that. I think it's like easily going to be more than that so if it's I'm going to say false on the assumption that the answer is going to be a higher number yeah I'm saying false right Brendan I'll be true okay yay that just seems low I thought it would have been higher I love winning question number three 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 in 2014, Grumpy Cat, R.I.P. Grumpy Cat earned more than Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, although I'm, she hit back in the next few years with her saucy candles, should we say? Oh, okay. damn! What was that company? Goop. Goop. Fucking Goop. Goop. Scientifically just scam backed. Scam a load goop. of mugs. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jake, what do we think? I mean, I want that to be true, uh, because fuck Gwyneth Paltrow, so yes, true. Brendan? Yeah, I'm going to go three for three. I'm going to go true again. And bearing in mind that Gwyneth Paltrow is part of the MCU. Yeah, but she's not like, uh, she's not Robert Downey Jr. She still probably gets paid quite a lot, though. Mm. Yeah, she probably does, but so does Grumpy Cat. Yeah, still, Grumpy Cat for life, 100% locking in, true. Yes. Question number four, 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 four. The most popular tutorial that is searched for is how to kiss. And the second most searched for tutorial is how to tie a tie. I bet you were thinking I was going to say how to tie a noose. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how to kiss? Um, do you know what? I feel like it's the other way around, so I'm gonna say false. Okay, I think it's something completely different. I think it's something really stupid, like how to slice an onion. Uh, so 
How to slice an onion without crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How to Don't kiss form without emotional crying. attachments. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. How to kiss an onion. Uh, ooh. Gap in the market. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I reckon this is false. Ah. Really? you got to remember, guys, that, uh, you know, again, I'm teaching teenage students mm. who don't watch TV anymore. They watch YouTube. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Back in my day, you just had to figure it out. You did. You did. It was, it no. was an assault. Okay. To many a failure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Once you got your first tie, <laughs> it was plain sailing from there. <laughs> well, okay. Number five, 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 five. YouTube is the second most visited website in the world. Uh, I believe we're going to you first, Jake. Now, I I don't know if it's banned in China or not. Because if it's banned in China, then probably not. Uh, Because I think they make up for a lot of internet traffic. But second most so what would be number one realistically what's going to top YouTube it's going to be something like Facebook or it's going to be something like Pornhub so I don't think so. well Wikipedia Wikipedia yeah that's although, true although to be honest <laughs> and since starting this uh, podcast I'm pretty sure that Genius.com's getting a lot of traffic <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, genius.com and, and uh, a little slight to everybody because stephsquatch.com is not getting that much traffic in comparison. So let's try and level that playing field out. <laughs> yeah, go get yourself some merch. Stephsquatch.com. Come on, Jake. I need an answer now. False. It's false. It's false because it's number one, baby. Okay, Brendan. Um, true. It's Google. Surely, it's oh. number one. That's a website, isn't it? I'm so intelligent. And it it is, in fact, Google that is the most visited site in the world, mainly because everybody now uses Google Chrome, their browser, which means by default Mm. you visit their site before you do anything. I I don't. I use Firefox because it's a better browser. Number six. Six, 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 six. Gangnam Style was so popular that it broke the YouTube video counter. There hasn't been a false one yet, has there? So I'm going to go true. <laughs> Are you counting? <laughs> no. You've not oh, done no, any false no, sorry. Yet. Did I say that out loud? Um, <laughs> I, That's why I went I don't even really one. get what that means. Is, is it like a gigantic counter, like in a basement and there's steam coming off it? And like <laughs> people are like pulling like really giant. Scotty said, I'm giving it all I can, Captain. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was uh, so popular that the the views counter couldn't actually keep up with the amount of views that was happening at the time. Oh, blimey. I don't know. I, I think that sounds plausible because that was just like the biggest phenomenon in the world. So I'm going to say true. Was Gangnam Style, was it more popular? What was the other big one at the time? There'd be people just like a video of like a group of people in a locker room and it would do the music and all of a sudden it would cut to them doing like a load of stupid shit. What was oh, that? The, um, the Harlem Shake. Harlem Shake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was more popular than Gangnam Style. But there wasn't one Harlem Shake video, really, was there? That was just a no, trend. Was, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just love the imagery of, of, of the steam coming out of uh, the YouTube <laughs> surface. 
<laughs> just like one really... downtown in a really bad yeah. area of town there's a yeah. really run yeah. down basement it's in Chicago yeah. there's one yeah. Really oh yeah it's frazzled, in the 40s definitely one really yeah, frazzled yeah. guy who's not had a day off in about six years <laughs> yeah that's white shirt by, rolled like, up sleeves coffee you can find yeah, yeah. yeah. His white chain smoking cigarettes going yellow <laughs> yeah yeah uh, <laughs> so purely for that image alone I've got to say it's true Okay. But he's got a man who's like, oh, fuck me, fuck me, there's so many people. <laughs> All he has to do is push a button. Yeah. Like yeah, one yeah. button every every time someone yeah, watches this the plus one button. video. Wow. That's a very scary fact. Yeah. Number seven, 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 seven. 60% of the most popular videos are not available to be viewed in Germany. Hmm. I'll repeat that, 60% of the most popular right. videos are not available to be viewed in Germany. Right, oh, give me no. two minutes, I'm just going to turn my VPN on, um, switch myself to Germany and have a look. Uh, <laughs> why? Do they have Do they have different sort of laws on what can and can't be published over there? I'm scared of the answer, with, but I'm not sure if I'm thinking about it too is much. Is it to but... do with undisclosed product placement, which used to be a big problem on YouTube? Um... I think it's... I'm going to say it's false. That's a lot of videos. That's a lot of popular videos. Brendan. True. You saying true, Brendan? Yes. They're all going to be fucking true, aren't they? <laughs> Have you just got... Literally, if they're all just from facts, I'm going to stick by what I said at the very beginning. They're all true. You don't know, though, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, but you've just got them all from this website. <laughs> no, I didn't. I said I got that one particular fact yeah, from Jake. that website. You've got all of these from yeah, that website. Stop counting them, Jake. Brendan's stop the one who's counting. Stop the game, Jake. <laughs> oh, I'm you're going really, Yeah, you're really <laughs> trying to make sure that uh, Claire is not going to get her prize. No, I just want you to pay for postage to New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> Question eight. YouTube is the second largest search engine on the internet. Brendan? Um, yeah, it has to be true. Uh, yes, true. Jake? Once again, aren't there like, isn't Google banned in certain countries like China? So they have their own search engine. Uh, false. Yes. Question number nine. Justin Bieber's baby video has over 11 million dislikes. Jake? I'm going to say sure, true. Brendan? Um, this is for New Zealand. False. Final question. Question number 10. True or false? YouTube started as a dating platform. Online dating. Uh, uh, no, false, false, false. I, I remember using YouTube in the, in the 80s and it was always a video <laughs> thing. Um, I'm going to say false. 
I remember when they used to send out DVDs <laughs> and uh, you'd keep them as long as you needed to. Uh, um, but it was all it was all DVDs of people's home movies. Yeah, Love Tube. <laughs> and it would come with like a suggestion of ones you could watch. <laughs> that's a damn fine platform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a billion um, dollar idea right there. Did YouTube start as a dating site? Um, fuck it, yeah, why not? Oh my! Wow, Brendan, playing for Alan O'Connor. Oh, I think he he had nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Pretty good. Not quite as good as my ten out of ten, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> Jake just wants me to go down to the post office. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. I think I I had four. No, five. How many times did I say false? Basically, any time I said false, I wasn't actually keeping tally. Yes, dear listeners, all of those facts, scary as they may be, they are all true. Alan and Claire, if you can get in touch with us, get back in touch with us, and then we can start shipping you out some fantastic prizes. Shall we take a quick listen to the album, gents? Mm. Yes. First track of Poppy's I Disagree is called Concrete. My first reaction to this song was extremely negative, <laughs> as it sounded like a satire of metal. However, then I heard the bubblegum kind of J-pop chorus. I guess I was judging it more as a shock tactic as opposed mm. to an artistic choice, mm. which is probably exactly actually what she was going for. She probably was actually wanting me to judge it in that way to yeah. prove that I'm a white male. This was probably the one <laughs> that when, when that person said about their mum was telling them to keep, not, you know, don't keep 
skipping yeah. songs. Mm. This is probably the one because mm. it changes thing in about four times in about a minute. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, which is cool. It's fine. Uh, yeah, it changes a lot. After the first chorus, there is a little harpsichord kind of breakdown. In which I can only hear, and I'm not sure about you guys, I can only hear... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't tell me. Beach, Beach Boys. Boys. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yes. After the second chorus, there's a tiny little guitar solo. Sounds very reminiscent of who? Queen. Yes, Brian May from Queen. Absolutely, those harmonies on the guitar is just... Queen's all over the album, I think. Yeah, especially in the guitar playing, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Mm. Post-guitar solo, the song takes yet another turn and transforms into like a 90s acoustopop song. Yeah. Yeah. Best bit of the song. Best bit of the song. This one actually reminds me of Sixpence, None the Richer, Kiss Me. Wow. Oh, yes. Yes, now you mention it. Yeah. I say it's my favourite bit of the whole song. It just goes into that, um, mm. like, oh, pay, oh, yeah. Pay. Yeah. it kicks in. It's like, yeah, really upbeat and love it. One of the only notes I have on this song is it, it gets me hyped. When I listen to it, I just feel like overwhelmed with joy. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, like, I just want to just run out in the street and like parkour over things. I, I, I just, um, <laughs> And I, I think, like, there's there's a bit... Well, the, sorry, there, it's, it's usually the first song on her set, I think. Oh, okay. Um, and... I could see that's a good opening. Yeah, because it's just so quick and fun and uh, all over the place. And when that J-pop stuff comes in, I, I don't know, it's, it's the best thing I've ever heard. It's good. I've, I've got in my notes, it's the... Um, we were talking about Faith No More last week, Brendan. Mm. Uh, they've got a song called Jizz Lobber. Yeah. And this is the anti-Jizz Lobber. In that it's all over the place in the same way that that song is, except it all flows together really nicely. Yes. It's like there's no... The ch- it changes a lot, but none of it's really jarring. Are you talking about You're Poppy not like, You know, it's like a slap in the face. Yeah, with, with a Poppy. Yeah. None of... You know, with Jizz Lobber, it's just like you're doing... You're listening to it, listening to it. It's like, what? 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jizz Lobber's like an, an owl roll of salt, isn't it? Yeah. What happened to all the metal guitars? Where did this pipe organ come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Whereas this one, it's just like, it just, it flows really nicely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, even though you are going through, you know, about six different things mm. in, what, how long's the song? Like, not even three minutes? It's three minutes, 20. But, you know, I say there's about six different, yeah. you know, vibes in it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And it's it never works. jarring. Uh, but I think it might, I also kind of have it as it kind of sums up the entire album. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to get a vibe for the album and you want to, just, if you could only play one song to get the vibe across, 
this would be yeah. it. Because yeah. it, it covers everything. I, I made a huge mistake when I introduced a year nine class to this uh, this week. <laughs> and it was just the audio. Like I showed them the picture of the album cover. I actually ended up showing them I disagree, but I meant to show them concrete because I wanted mm. to show the, the difference of the metal oh, and the yeah. J-pop uh, kind of bubblegum pop thing. So I was searching through mm-hmm. I disagree for ages, trying to find that uh, <laughs> yummy, yummy section. Uh, I just couldn't find it. I was getting really frustrated. They didn't like it. I ruined it. I ruined uh, the chance for them to get into it. They'll remember that in 15 years' time, mm. when this is looked back on as one of the seminal works of our of yeah. the generation, mm. they'll be like, oh, well, it was ruined by Mr. Mr. Stefan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brendan, do you want to do you want to take us through I Disagree? Yeah, it's the title track. I wrote it's actually a good pop banger. Um, <laughs> I, in terms of, I just think the chorus really reminds me of like early 2000s pop punk emo style. Like there's just something about the chorus that really hits me in that way. I get a massive Paramore vibe from it. Totally, yeah. In particular. I went in the opposite, and the two... The, well, I've, I've named three artists. The first one saying, uh, I find the drum loop at the beginning kind of reminiscent of Teardrop by Massive Attack. Ah, yeah. I could see that. But also, in the bridge, I get a major S Club 7 <laughs> I've mentioned S Club 7, but not in this oh, song. Oh, damn. Ah. <laughs> I can't pick out what song it reminds me of, but yeah, I just get an S Club 7 vibe. Well, if, it, in, if S Club 7 did like industrial, yeah. uh, industrial well, all of emo this, no, new in metal. The Bridgets, it kind of, all the industrialness of it is gone. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. It, yeah, it goes like in that. This big, just pop song. Do you think she's aware of S Club 7, or is she a genius? I mean, she's only a couple of years younger than us, so... Is she yeah. younger than us? I thought she was... Well, I thought she was older think, than nah, me. Well, I think she's about your age. Right. Uh, I think she's like 24, 25? Something like that, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. I thought she was in her 30s. No, nah, no. Nah. I thought she was She was born in the 80s. That's the mystique of Poppy. Although I can see, by listening to this album, why you'd think that. <laughs> yeah. I, I have compared her to like eighties hair metal later on. Uh-huh. <laughs> that definitely comes up. Uh, well, I find the choice to speak Japanese curious for the intro. Yeah, it it fits though, doesn't it? Though because it kind of mixes in with the J-pop. Aesthetic oh, yeah. of some of the songs. Oh, exactly. I well, and it's just a great because it just works. Like the because yeah. what's it? Watashiwa. Uh, Watashiwa anata ni do doishimasu. Yeah, which translates to "I disagree with you." Roughly, it just fits so nicely. Yeah, which is genius. Well, and it's also having spent time in Japan. I think the eclectic mix of genres or the post-genreness of this album, if you will, combined with the kind of BDSM uh, appearance would actually be quite a hit in Japan. I think they quite like the oh, noise oh, gotcha. of that. Yeah. 
I think that it, yeah, it it's also it feeds into my notes of it just feels like it's from an anime. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah it go. does. Like yeah. I think there's there's a, a song later on but it it kind of reminds me of a of a character selection in a like a fighting game. <laughs> <laughs> um and I, I think that you could just so easily play this over a lots of anime and especially video games and mm-hmm. and, and moreover specifically Japanese video games and anime. Um it can't be a coincidence, right? That we, we all think mm. that, mm. and then also in one of the songs, she does speak Japanese. So, uh, well, exactly. Uh, I think that's a big, big link. But apparently, uh, the people she's disagreeing with this are from the extended Poppy universe. That's incredible. Oh, okay. um, I've got to say a big shout out to uh, poppy.fandom.com for this information. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, there's like recurring characters in her videos and songs called them or they. Oh my god! Basically, control her actions. Yes, and I know this. Of, to me, it seems like just a metaphor for like you know music labels sort of thing, um, you know. But it's like they control what what she listens to to influence her, what she can put out, and that sort of thing. Jake, do you want to take us through Blood Money? Yeah, so Blood Money, that, that's kind of just a straight-up industrial, almost avant-garde sort of uh, thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Bit melodramatic. Mm. And she's going on about, uh, I know what it feels like to have my soul sucked out of my body. Emo. I finally know what it feels like to be dead. It's like, fuck off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, great song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but again, it's like, as, um, this, as this is the last album um, that's kind of deemed as her character dying off and the old Poppy dying off, you know, is she, yeah. is she there talking about the Android version of Poppy or is, she, or is it a, a literal... Uh, what I get from like, the lyrics of it and stuff is that she's obviously dealt with, from her experience, a lot of hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people lying to her for Alex Leader. Mm. Interest. What do you believe when everyone is watching, and what do you believe when nobody is watching? So it's just like you know, well, pretty, yeah. pretty straightforward. YouTube. What you're going for there. In terms of the actual like musicality of it, um, doesn't really do much. It's quite just constant, mm. you know, yeah. horrible, horrible synths, and I'm not sure if I can't decide if that's a guitar or not until it gets towards the end. Once again, I'm not sure if that's a guitar or a synth doing the solo. I think it's guitar. I'm not sure. I think there was like some pinched harmonics in there. It's worth noting, though, that uh, her vocal delivery is pretty awesome. She's like sneering mm-hmm. the words out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've got it's a vicious attack on hypocrisy within organized religion and big business. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I think the yeah. organized religion part is is a huge part of the poppy allure. Which um, I I have to poke a bit of a finger at because don't get me wrong, I'm all for poking fingers at at organized religion, but the way that poppy's kind of 
myth and character all of that kind of cult following is turning out is that she is actually t- turning into a bit of a religious figure herself. Sure. If you, especially if you think that her fans are now able to literally be like, no, no, no. She, she's, what she means when she says that she feels like she's died before is that she's talking about her android life dying and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And they're able to just justify it out of absolute crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's almost verging on organized religion, but good on you for for attacking it. Though I quite like it. The line "Never forget the excess grab what they can." That's a homage to Depeche Mode on their song "Everything Counts." Wow. Very cool. I think I think this song is. The, I think maybe the first time you hear it is that kind of very very multi layered. Mm. Um, mm. I don't even know what you'd call it really. Like I think Taylor Swift uses it quite a lot. A lot of a lot of big pop pop songs use that kind of vocaloid thing. I think there's a certain point in the song where her voice is just super like uh, angelic. Mm. What do you call that? Uh, do you, you know what I'm talking about, right? When they where it's kind of layered. Where you got yeah, but it's like so robotics, vocoder kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like when you listen to like any Britney Spears song, for instance, and I've only mm. only got this out recently. Is there's more than one voice singing at all times? Mm-hmm. Like mm. there is at least three voices singing in "Hit Me Baby One More Time" throughout the whole thing. Is that because she can't sing? And her voice on its own would just sound kind of bad. Or? Quite possibly, I think. And it's but it's the same as well with some some of the early Christina Aguilera. I think it's just a part of the shtick of being a pop singer. Hmm. It was a, a style like you know heavily gated reverb on drums in the eighties, mm-hmm. in the late nineties, mm. early two thousands. They just made sure that the layers were happening on vocals all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Then in the 2000s and some of the 2010s, you had the T-Pain auto-tune oh, thing yeah, going yeah, on. Exactly. And even now with James Blake, um, he, he uses a lot of vocal effects like doubling and stuff. It's not, it's not quite as uh, simple as a just, you know, standard John Lennon double yeah. vocals in the booth kind of thing. It's, there is that kind of vocoder quality to it. Yeah. The next song is Anything Like Me. This song sounds to me like someone that's struggling with attention and fame. Almost mm. almost a bit of a warning shot. Um, allegedly, the song references a court case which Poppy was involved in surrounding her creative partner, the Titanic, and her being accused <laughs> of copyright infringement. And I believe... Jake, you'll probably be able to correct me. The plaintiff, I believe, was saying that Titanic had previously worked with her and not only abused Mm -hmm. her emotionally, physically, but also stolen the idea of Poppy being an android from her. Well, this is is Mars Argo, right? 
this is Mars Argo yeah. basically saying that the the whole Poppy persona was copied from her, yeah, yeah, and that the abuse she'd she'd had at the hands of Titanic Sinclair was so bad that she'd actually had PTSD, couldn't listen wow. to any of the previous projects that she'd worked on. Um, Sounds like a top bloke. Yeah, what a horrible, horrible. Uh, it was, uh, I think, settled bastard. out of court. Um, yeah, they settled with no money exchanging. I read. But she's able to keep her persona. Yeah, but uh, it's something to do with a restraining order as well. I, I can't remember off the top of my head exactly. Yeah. And it's a shame, isn't it? I mean, this is, you know, it's a music show. It's an album. We, we, we're here because of her artistic output. But it is, I think, specifically with this character, with this artist, it is very hard not to bring in the real world story because it is a big part of, of the character and the production and behind the scenes and her lyrics. And I think it's, yeah, it's a big part of the album. It's a big overarching yeah. theme, even if, even if it's not kind of overtly mentioned, mm-hmm. it still kind of seeps into the writing because this is, as we've said, this is the final collaboration. So clearly things aren't going very well at the time of writing this record. Uh-huh. Mm. But, Onto the music. Yeah. The music's uh, good. The, the opening bars of this track sound like some of the most authentic to me on the album. Yeah, I'd get behind that. There is a psychopathic drop from the ethereal bridge, which is an extension of the opening bars. True to form, just as the listener is gaining some sense of emotion or feeling from the singer, the song rapidly swerves into a left turn and returns to the cold, animatronic, heavy music. I think this is one of the few times where we hear her, like, real voice. Mm. Um, there's a number mm. of times throughout the song where you kind of just hear her singing and it's it's very different to that high-pitched android yeah. kind of style. Well, and yeah. it just seems cool. that the mask is coming off, right? Yeah. And I, I'm responding to that a lot more than I'm responding to the mask being on, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I mean, I, artists that have such a kind of concept, you know, like David Bowie, for example, I've always found it personally quite tough to connect with Bowie's songs because they are hidden between so many layers of character and, and, and stuff, mm. um, you know, comparatively to I don't know, Elliot Smith or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I can see that this, again, if you come to this with like a, for a raw output of, you're not going to find it. You're just not going to find it with this record. No. Uh, I, I kind of feel like as well, part of it is, her trying to reflect and move on from mm. it, trying to say, I'm not the person I was at that time. Yeah. Um, well, because apparently you know, the the two girls have kind of made up and reconnected, haven't they? So, yeah. Oh, really? I, yeah. I think that partially, partially probably part of the reason that she's no longer working with Titanic Sinclair. Maybe. Uh, yeah. As well. Everything I've got on there is a heartbeat kind of drum that comes in after she intro, which says, I, I feel her heart beating in me. And then you get your heartbeat kind of drum thing going on. Cool. Nice little touch, I thought. 
kind of works nicely. Well then, Brendan, do you want to take us through Fill the Crown? Yes. Proper mad hair metal. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't change a word of that. Yeah, that's all I can say. I think uh, you get some grimes in there. I think with her, it's it's with the industrial qualities. It's kind of quite thumping. Do you like Um, grimes? I I really do. I, I... I like her old stuff, I, yeah. I, but I also I also rate her newest album as like actually probably my favourite at the moment. I I don't get so much a hair metal vibe from this. I just hear corn and nothing <laughs> but corn. Uh, so obviously, like the the male vocalist in this, no one knows who actually did it. Yeah. It's not credited. Yeah. No, he's not. A lot of people say, oh, it sounds like Marilyn Manson. That's what I've uh, got. It's plausible because <laughs> right. they're friends, right? Right. So that's plausible. I don't think it sounds like Marilyn Manson. That sounds like Jonathan Davis. <laughs> and it's just like, that is just Jonathan Davis to me. And I've picked up in the lyrics, I've picked up, like, the lyrics to me, there are references to corn in it. So with, Brilliant. like, some of the lyrics, follow the leader, that's, that's a great corn album. The mm-hmm. leader is blind. Blind was their first single of their first album. It's like, this is good sleuthing. Yeah, you're unraveling a Davis. whole mystery there, Perry Mason. But also, I think this album. I think I uh, again. I, this is I, I hate quote. I hate speaking about sources that I haven't got on me. Um, I don't want to misquote interviews, but she, she. That's all we do here, Brendan. It's fine. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, this no feels checking. Hang on, this isn't Channel Four. We're not Twitter. No. Okay, this isn't a legitimate news show. No. Um, I this album feels like. I'm going to make an album of songs that I love and I'm finally getting out of this kind of persona. Yeah. And mm. she, she, I remember her talking about her, her love of, of emo, her love of pop punk, her love of death metal and like early stuff. So th- it doesn't surprise me at all that even in the lyrics, she's just straight up saying, I love corn. I, yeah. <laughs> I actually, I've got one other thing uh, to do with corn. It's not from this album, but it also kind of links into my theory that it might be Jonathan Davis. Mm. Um, if you listen to Scary Mask, mm. you know the bit where the drums with the the ride comes in, mm-hmm. and it's like that little guitar, which is like ring and ring up. Mm-hmm. That is that is the intro to Blind. Wow, being played huh. with just the ride and the guitar line. It's. It's spot on, absolutely 150% a reference to Blind by Korn. Awesome. Uh, so I reckon big Korn fan, and I reckon it was Jonathan Davis, not Marilyn Manson on this track. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. And when I'm wrong, when I'm wrong, yeah, when it's all revealed in three years' time... Um, <laughs> in the tell we'll book. To be honest, it sounds like you're right, and it sounds like you've done more digging than Poppy has. Uh, <laughs> I really like the groove that's set in the intro. But then 
The song, this is this is a quote from Poppy. The song discusses out with the old and in with the new and not letting the fear of uncertainty stop you from mm. going forward. Oh, the other thing I've, I've read, that it's a song about empowerment. And once again, I'm going to make the same joke. I disagree. <laughs> um, let me... Um, to me, and we mentioned earlier about the cult thing, yeah. this absolutely feels 100% like a cult message to me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We can be free, just come with me. Mm-hmm. That's a cult leader yeah. thing to say. So it feels like the first is sort of like a straight up indoctrination. It's like, we can be all the things we want to be. Come with me, we'll be free. Dasha. Ah. Um, <laughs> and then the, the chorus, or whatever it is, it's just like, no, this is the gritty truth behind it. Poison mm. the children. Uh, no peace of mind, yeah. you know. Mm. Um, no, sorry, baptize the children, poison their mind, I think it is, or yeah. something like that. Even if she didn't mean to, she's trying to indoctrinate people into a cult. Yeah, which I think is <laughs> awesome. I think more bands need to do that. Um, yeah, that's my take this, on it. This is the song with the um, bits in it, right? There's like, Yeah, with yeah the okay, little... okay. That's, again, it's, there's what, there's three, so there's three kind of styles, I guess, in this one. It's the we can be free kind of light chorus stuff. Yeah, it's sort of like a um, like a synth pop thing yeah. with um, the weird in- electro odd synth where it sounds like it could be from Portal mm. and then just the industrial new metal. Yeah. It gives me yeah. like a Nine Inch Nails vibe. Yeah. Um, or maybe even more like his solo stuff or what, what were they called? Angels, something Angels. Did it with Angel his wife? Waves. No, yeah, no, no. Damn it, Jake, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Jake, do you want to take us through Nothing I Need? Yeah, once again, this is another one I get a massive vibe from another song. Um, I'm going to give you both one guess to guess the song that I get a massive vibe of. I've said I'd that it gives me Tame and Parlor vibes. That's a good shout. That's not what I've got. It reminds me of Christmas. <laughs> There's the synth work has got like this Christmas feeling to it near the end. So you're saying it's a Christmas song, so I'm going to go with uh, Slade. No, it doesn't remind me of Slade. By the way, uh, s- side note, there's a version on YouTube of, of uh, that where the, they've basically replaced all of the lyrics with, are you hanging up your stocking on the wall? And it is amazing. Brilliant. Okay, weird. <laughs> I love YouTube. It's brilliant. Um, but also, it, it, it remind, it's got like an 80s pop influence for me. Yeah. You're wrong, though. Um, okay. The song it reminds me of is All I Need. By Radiohead. Really? Now listen to the chorus where the uh, bass comes and goes. It's the same. It's got the same kind of similar uh, kind of melody on this. It's got the same drum beat that. It's the same drum beat. And obviously the title's like just the opposite of all I need is nothing I need. Fair enough. Uh, once again, don't know if that was an intentional vibe on it, but 
that's yeah hmm. it's the first track on the album and what are we this is like five tracks in uh to have no metal in it yeah mm. just straight up ambient synth pop that brings me to my main point of the song is that i think the album is structured really well i think it's like ordered mm. really well um mm. it, it, it flows so well and it feels like an album um uh like a progression of sound, progression of, of, of ideas. Um, and this is like, this is bang smack in the middle, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think that's a coincidence. We've said before, a lot of albums are very front heavy yeah. or mm-hmm. top heavy. So you get, oh, King, I mean, stuff. every single Kings of Leon album, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think this, this gives, it gave me room to sort of breathe for a bit. It, it kind of yeah. it's space. It gives you space. Like there's been so much chaos yeah. for like 25 minutes. Um, I think this is just a palate cleanser. Yeah, absolutely. I I completely agree with that. And something like set listing or track listing for an album, set listing for a concert is wildly overlooked in a lot of things. And I know people like Bruce Springsteen takes it really, really seriously. Peter Gabriel, apparently, when he's putting a track listing together, he puts like the, the first 10 seconds and the last 10 seconds of each song on a cassette and then plays the songs back to back to see which mm. ones flow into each other the best. Mm. But then there's bands like U2, and we've discussed this before. I think Steve Lillywhite was mixing the Joshua Tree, and I think at the time he was married to Kirsty McColl. He basically went into her and said, uh, which song's best? Like, which ones do you like? And they just kept the order of which ones she likes and which ones she doesn't. Sir, sir, I have an observation, sir. Oh, yes. He probably doesn't use a cassette anymore. No, he does. Yeah, he probably just uses a door yeah. or something. And plus, I'm talking about, like, so, right? When <laughs> that was 1986. Yeah, yeah, he was he was using software even back then. He was a, a visionary. What's, what's a cassette? This is one of my favourites, obviously. Uh, this song really connects with me. Something strange to This was apparently the final track written for the album, at which ah. point she had already chosen not to work with Titanic anymore, and it's hinted mm. that this is her song freeing herself of his influence. This is the most human that Poppy has sounded or appeared. Uh, this can either be due to the fan theory that she's become more advanced as a robot, therefore she's like she is actually appearing you know, AI, all of that sort of stuff, or simply because Mm. she's free of that aforementioned influence of Titanic, so she's actually breaking out of that character. The next song is Sit, Stay. I really enjoy this song when it comes down in the chorus. I interpret this song as a call to action for creatives to follow their gut instinct and create the art that they feel rather than the art that we're being told to create. And if we're going to say anything about Poppy, I think she's really going for that overall with her music. The final note is that the bridge is quite a mood. Mm. 
my main notes for this is I feel like I'm in the club scene from the first Matrix film <laughs> where he meets Trinity. Oh, that's Trinity. perfect. This would have done perfectly. Mm-hmm. It just makes me feel like I'm in the 90s. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go out and punch a bloke in the suit in the face. I mean, you've and, just summed uh, up Poppy right there. The, the, yeah. Yeah, that Matrix scene. Uh, that's I'm going to go have it, a fight it? in the subway uh, <laughs> yeah. with, uh, with some Kiwi fella who is also an elf. <laughs> He's an Aussie, um, Oh, yeah, he is. Oh, that's the, that's the cardinal sin, Jake. Sorry. I'm thinking Sam Neill. Uh, Sam Neill, mate. Sam Neill. Don't, don't. My- Sam Neill could have been a good Agent Smith. Yeah, I, I like um, Hugo Weaving. And actually, they've been doing an Instagram series together. They have. Really? It's really from good. From their bath. Yeah, yeah like literally yeah. both of them live streaming in their bath at the same from time. Oh, I really want to be like an aging celebrity because you just do whatever the hell you want. Oh, but the, they're, they're just aging with grace, those two. No, no, I mean that in a positive way. Cool. I think they're great. Yeah, but. no, I know. <laughs> uh, they're, they're somehow remaining quite relevant to it all, mm. but also they're just so on the outer that it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, it's not like Madonna, like we said last week, Jake, where she's mm. constantly trying to force herself into the hubris. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Sam Neill gets Instagram. He knows people want to see his farm and people want to see his duck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He also you know, I think is the vineyard, quite an exclusive vineyard. Yeah. Uh, two Paddocks, it's called. They do a wicked Pinot Noir. But uh, don't go to the two, two Paddocks vineyard if you want to see Sam Neill. They have actually shut it off to people, uh, not because of <laughs> oh, really? COVID, but because Sam Neill doesn't want to talk to you. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> like, people are sending fan mail to them and everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what a guy. Yeah. yeah. Sam Neil, though, what a guy. Um, I said, the only other note, I've, the only other real note I've got for this one is that I just love the way it ends, where it builds That's... up the massive, distorted, reverb, yeah. reverbed, reverbed, and her scream, and delayed uh, vocals, and then just like does the classic sopranos and just stops. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my third of three favorite songs on the album. <laughs> um, it, 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 again, it really has its ups and downs genre wise um, and it just doesn't feel like constrained or like claustrophobic it, it, there's this it, it's one of the one of those songs where you just feel like I don't know what's going to happen next yeah it, you, you mentioned earlier about keeping you on the toes um, I think this is one of those songs that kind of epitomises the idea that even if you don't like Poppy you can't say it's boring yeah well um, certainly that Brendan, why don't you take us through Bite Your Teeth? I mean, it's fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I put. Oh, insane, technically mad, in quotes, what the hell is coming next? Yeah, it's, it's another one of those ones where it changes up what it's doing very quick. Well, and if I can, Jake. Uh... Oh, yes. I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Because I'm thinking the same thing. We're back to the Metallica imitation. I was into like a really pop metal mm. thing. Mm. It's like it's it's quite heavy metal, but it's it's very pop at the same uh, time. It's like that got melody a wicked is, groove. It's like yeah. I've uh, I've um, said that once the groove is introduced, it's quite a head knocker. <laughs> 
I've put um, it's an anthem. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then then I kind of got like for the next bit um, the bad guarantee, yeah. bad guarantee. Mm. I get that's really faith no more, or, or even like Mister Bumble yeah. kind of vibe. Right. Yeah. I've, it's like properly. I put the the first part of the chorus sounds quite creepy, although I feel that. They might, they may have been going for an innocent vibe, but actually, now that we put it in that faith, I don't think they were. Bracket, yeah, mm. I think they were going for it, sounding a bit creepy. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and the only other real thing I've got for this one is that the proper metal breakdown at the end is uh, stupid. And just about the most yep. generic thing in the world ever. And I love it. <laughs> yeah. It almost goes into like a progressive metal or a genty sort of breakdown. Yeah. With like the really stupid guitar whittles going on and things. Okay, well then Jake sick of the sun uh sick of the sun i don't have many notes for no, this one actually to be honest with you this was this was the one i thought sounded like an s could be an s club song oh okay i absolutely this is 90s girl group not necessarily s club it could, could have, have been, been uh, not bewitched they weren't yeah. bewitched weren't talented enough <laughs> but um any of the others <laughs> yeah. I uh shots fired. I like the chorus effect on the guitar. Yeah, that's what I put. I, the chorus I may it may be like a rotary effect. And I've also put it's not exactly what I come to Poppy for um, this song. Um, yeah, but it's but it's again I feel like it's a, it's a nice break from the barrage of madness. Yeah, um, yeah. and also Absolutely. the way there's something about this song it, it feels like the album is coming to an end. There's it, I don't want to yeah. call it yeah, like a, a musical theatre, like the way they kind of is. It, you know, adapts to the story and, and the script. Yeah. But there is some kind of feeling like, oh, we're coming to the end here. This is the second to last song. I, I don't, I can't yeah. actually describe it. Mm. It's a feeling that you get, right? It's, yeah. It's one of the more like straightforward as well. It's like, I don't think there's any hidden meaning behind this. It's just like, mm. I don't want to go out. Yeah. Because I'm a vampire just, or whatever. <laughs> no, no, not even that. It's just like, <laughs> I just don't want to be out in the sun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just sit I, in a oh, dark I think room. It's that. Yeah. And I don't, I just don't want to be dealing with people. Yeah. 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 You know, it's quite quite literal, I think. Mm-hmm. And then that leads us into the final song on the album, Don't Go Outside, which is almost like an answer to the to the song before. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like a continuation. They kind of 
part A, part B, this one, yeah. The pick guitar intro is fantastic. But I'm getting vibes of Is There Anybody Out There by Pink Floyd. <laughs> Like, I mean, the two of them sound actually really similar. Mm. Yeah, I've got, I, I think I put the first note is uh, when you see that a poppy song is six minutes, you think, Jesus Christ, what the hell is going to happen here? Um, that's yeah. a lot of room for genres to come in. Mm. Yeah, and you yeah, do, yeah, you, yeah. You, you get that Queen-esque yeah. guitar coming back you in. Get that. You get the reprise of all the songs. I got, like, when the, when the heavy guitar stuff comes, or the distorted guitars wouldn't say it was heavy compared to the rest mm. of it but when the heavy i got a real sound garden vibe oh yeah Ooh. coming in from it i don't know if that was just because of the sound of the guitar itself and i can totally see you know they've got like the classic shred sort of guitar side mm. going on so nothing yeah. too crazy but just like you know just someone mm-hmm. just letting it fly once again that's absolutely sound garden yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah to me i i and yeah i i bringing up on the musical theatre angle it's that the reprise of all the songs or some of the songs at the end of the song it very much feels yeah. like a musical theatre <laughs> um, yeah well apparently she does that quite a lot on her records she does like little medley clips right and so on but yeah that's an interesting interesting way to end it and kind of book in the album in a way yeah. and close it all up I just love that um, symbol that it ends on the triangle well. is it, or is it? That little, oh it's a triangle sorry yeah the little triangle yes, it's so silly ding. yeah <laughs> that's it done yeah that's to me that's the best bit of the album that ding yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well then, this leads us into our final little section. I have four questions for you both. Hmm. First one. What is your favourite track of I Disagree? Would you like to start, Brendan, or shall I? Uh, you, you, you start. Um, well, for me, it's kind of a toss-up, um, because I really do like corn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm going to have to go with Bite Your Own Teeth. Bite your own teeth is my favourite song on this. Brendan? It's got to be Concrete Man. Okay. Short and sweet. I think I can tell. I think I, I think yours... Come on, tell me. I think yours is going to be uh, Nothing I Need. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. 
like I say, that's the only song where I really like Brendan. You're, you're talking about it like being a breath. Everything else is just relentless, relentless, and then all of a sudden there's a song halfway through that just allows you to breathe <laughs> and take it in, and I think that only enhances kind of the beauty of that song. Mm-hmm. Okay, second question. Who would you like to hear cover one of these tracks? I know what Jake's going to say already. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. It's too obvious. It's too obvious. <laughs> okay, well, as we brought up your theory earlier, I'm going to say Radiohead. Not doing nothing I need. Or just, just yeah. doing like an acoustic kind of reverb-voiced cover of... Um, I'd like to see them do sit, and, sit Slash Stay. All right. I'd like to see Baby Metal doing Concrete. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I mean, it is already, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, no. I don't know if yeah. it would sound any different, really. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, it would be awesome. I I would like to see Metallica do Bite Your Teeth. Yeah. But I think uh, hearing Hitfield do the Bite Your Own Teeth, Bite Your <laughs> Own Teeth would be amazing. In general, I would just quite like to kind of hear what the greater metal community thinks of her. Because she's signed to Sumerian, right? Which is a legit doom, death, thrash metal. She is now. You know, she wasn't before, like, was she? No, no. This is like the album, or the one yeah. before, sorry. Yeah. But like, is she respected in that community? Like, would she be covered by your Metallicas, your whatever? Um I think I think we'll get into that in a minute because I've got a few okay. questions around that myself. Yeah. First, Jake, does I disagree rank in your top ten? You'll notice I've changed that question now because we've actually got ten albums in our top we ten. We do. Does it rank in your top ten? Uh, it does rank in my top ten. So where would you be putting it in your top ten? Uh, I would put it as number six. And who who does that push out then? Uh, that will be pushing out Amy Winehouse. Oh, what a shame! Nah, not really. Uh, Brendan, <laughs> would you say that this album is in your personal top ten? No. <laughs> um. Uh, see, he doesn't. Obviously, we've we've got a list of of our top ten. Is our top ten we've from the episodes we've done? Oh we've god, yeah, doing, yeah. This is a much harder question for me. Um, yeah, yeah, it's probably my album of the year. <laughs> Oh, that works. So let's put it that way. Uh, I, I I rate it very highly. So I think maybe in a couple of years I'll look back on it and go, God, yeah, that album's so insane and fun and I love it. Um, so let's just say it's the album of the year. Okay. Bringing, bringing the party down then. I'm not going to put this in my top ten. <gasps> I'm not surprised. It's not. No. It doesn't strike me as your I, cup of tea. I really appreciate what she's trying to do with the postmodern gen genre melding and post-genre although I don't think she's quite stuck the landing Mm -hmm. in my opinion and going back to what Brendan was saying about the metal community I I don't think she would have the kudos in the metal community because everything is a bit sticky everything is a bit what she's done is just gone oh this is a this is a key integral part to metal like um, say guitar tapping so I just need to make sure that I include that, mm-hmm. and that makes me authentic. It's probably intentional, but majority of the record comes across as cold and heartless. Again, probably something intentional done to play up the Android vibe. Yeah. However, that's definitely not my bag. This sort of thing ain't my bag, baby. I, I like that it has heart and soul. I like, 
I like this that there is some soul in certain elements, and when when I listen to music, that's what I want to hear. I mm. want to hear the the beating of the music, the the beating heart, the soul, and so on. And again, I think this is very intentional of her. There are some tracks, nothing I need, and elements of others like "Bite Your Teeth" mm. that feature what I'm searching for in music. I would be more interested in hearing a genuine album of songs in those veins. Like in, I'd be more interested in hearing her do a synth pop album mm. than than this because I think she she has got things to say, but through this medium she's not getting those things said. Mm. But then through this medium she's standing out from the rest of everyone else doing synth pop albums trying to say things. Uh, the final point. Is I f- that I feel I need to make is again I believe this is a considered choice, but the image that she pre- that she's presenting alongside the mess of the genres, it seems that Poppy is having a hard time nailing down her image and who she is. And I get that her shtick is to challenge our boundaries of music and industry, although I feel it could be more subtle than the conservative kind of Christian android that she that she's been presenting. But also, like, mixed with the bondage, the hair metal and bondage. And image shouldn't be important in music. Although, when you're making grand statements like she is, her music should be able to back it up. I think of, like, Lady Gaga pulled some fashion stunts, as we know. But her music was pedestrian enough for us to accept the music stunts. Mm. So, when you have the Mm. crazy music and the crazy kind of appearances, I don't know, it just kind of doubles down. It doesn't quite work for me. Um, although I think they, with Lady Gaga, she was also clever because the music was so pedestrian, she was able to build simple messages into her music and layer it that way. But anyway, I, I do not rank this in my top 10. I don't agree that this is the sound purchase. Not this time, girl. Not this time. Not this fucking time. No, 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 no. No, 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 not this time, no fucking way, no fucking way, no fucking way, no fucking way, you made me look alright. This is this is not my thing. I don't I don't think I can endorse this at this point in time. Um like I say, full respect to to Poppy and I do kind of dig what she's doing, don't get me wrong, but this isn't something where on a Sunday afternoon, I can put this on and relax to it. <laughs> I'm the opposite. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and likewise, if I'm going out on a Friday night, this isn't something that I can put on to amp me up because it's so inconsistent. Sure. Uh, in terms of like the the energy, but it's not all about me. Mm-hmm. Brendan, do you believe that I disagree mm. is a sound purchase? I do. I don't, the thing is with this album and Poppy in general, I don't know if I'm here for the music first or, or the story first and the, the, like the everything about her, the, the, you know, the bondage and the character and the artwork and all that stuff. I think the music comes along with it and I think the music's great and fun and, and technical at points and challenging at points and quite interesting. But it's her that I'm interested in, yeah. you know, like if, if this was just a band of like white dudes with beards, I don't think I would like, Oh, I'd take that attention. more seriously. <laughs> um, I wouldn't just to, just to disclaim it there. 
like by her very nature her kind of chaotic nature and her characters that kind of come in and out and uh the confused android wanting to love and i I know that that character has been put to the side now that's what i'm interested in it's the cult stuff it's the theories it's the conspiracies that's what excites me as just a a dumb internet conspiracy fan um no I, i i think i agree with you i think if i was more mixed into the conspiracy side of it in that that character mm. i'd probably understand the album a lot more than i do mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but also i think like now she's just making music i think that, that all that stuff is kind of over and i think her fourth album is just going to be her finally as a musician making a record which t- and doing makeup tutorials don't well, that. her makeup tutorials, by the way, are fantastic. Um, <laughs> they are really good. And her cover of the Pokemon theme tune, it's incredible. But also, like, will I like it? Like, will I will I appreciate it more if it's just her doing some rock songs? Um, but would you appreciate it more having had the journey to yeah, get to I th- that I point? Yeah, I think so. I think... That's the, that's like, the flip side. If of you that. just played this to someone yeah. and said, hey, here's some music, like, would they get it? Or do you need the knowledge point in case i well that's exactly what happened i've okay. never heard of poppy when you suggested mm. it to me and i do think this is a sound punch mm. i love this album i think mm-hmm, it's great mm-hmm. <laughs> once again everyone it's just because it's full of tropes mm. that i like i think I she's also it. like incredibly intelligent and i think she knows what she's doing like it to me it doesn't feel like she's just randomly fallen over and put these genres in a box and went, Ugh. um, mm. I think she's very intelligent. Mm. I think she, she knows some of it is silly and, you know, indicative of lots of different bands. Um, yeah. I think she wears that on her sleeve, but also you could get potentially confused by the fact that she does have such a strong visual presence and maybe it is a bit too much and it gets in the way of, of the music. Um, I think, well, but like I said earlier, it's not boring. And I think that it's very interesting to talk about, and yeah. to me, it like makes like someone like Billie Eilish just look like vanilla. It's she's so much no, more interesting. I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Like, yeah, my again, my kids at school are going mental at the moment over Billie Eilish. Mm. And That's sad. even even before <laughs> I've been introduced to Poppy by you guys, I was sitting there thinking, well, Billie Eilish isn't that edgy. No, you know, she's she's not she's not that you know, risque that, that, that they think she is, mm-hmm. you know, she, she is kind of the Madonna of her generation, mm. the Lady Gaga of her generation, you know, not to lump her in with them, but mm. it's that thing that every generation has a female pop star that kind of bucks against the system. Mm. When I think of me being back at school is Katy Perry, <laughs> Lady Gaga, you know, and then back further, yeah. So Billie Eilish is very pedestrian, very mm. vanilla, and Poppy stands apart from that. Uh, I like I say, I just wish there was a bit more subtlety. Sure, she is. Sure, she does come across as incredibly intelligent with the way that she's putting this music together. Mm. But she just, for me, needs to take that next step, that next extra step where she starts to make. I don't know. She starts to make it kind of clever, but you have to dig for the cleverness. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, it's not all about me, like I say. So there's two against one here today. <laughs> we have two people saying that it is a sound purchase. Thank you to Brendan for appearing with us and discussing this and even suggesting this in the first place. Thank you. 
Uh, and that is Brendan of the band Comfort. What did I say? The power pop band Comfort. <laughs> yes. Synth-based power pop band Comfort. You can find the music on... YouTube if you search for Pass Me The Syrup. That's going to be the easiest way to find it. And you've got your Spotify's, your... Don't search for Comfort. Yeah, don't search for Comfort. There are a lot of bands called Comfort. But if you search for Pass Me The Syrup Comfort, Mm -hmm. then you'll find Brendan and Jake in all their glory. (laughs) Jake doing some amazing backup dancing. Yeah. And Brendan just chewing up all that stuff. It's fantastic. <laughs> can I can I just can I just end this by saying that I I don't think I've ever been influenced more by Poppy than Poppy. Like I was a huge huge fan of My Chemical Romance. I still am. But that Who was that was the band I always wanted to be in. Um and then when I see Poppy's live shows and stuff, I just think god yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> um huh. so, you know, was- the dress up, the theatrics, the insane lights, and yeah, I, it, it's fun. So the new comfort stuff is going to be Jake. What do you think? It's going to be uh, well, we just released yeah, uh, yes, and if which you is our to that yet, to Stephen, it's on the Spotify. Oh, okay, I haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, no one has. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Yeah, we, have, no, we haven't have, really but, pushed it in the yeah. same way we have the others. Uh, no, no, that's okay because the. Home time came out with the animated video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another another good track to check out by Comfort. Home time again. Don't just search for Comfort because it's going to come up with every other band first. Mm-hmm. Comfort Home Time or Comfort Pass Me the Syrup. Fantastic videos, fantastic songs, and then eventually, at some point, you might actually be able to see us play those songs live. When we're yeah. allowed to. Yeah. And just a quick disclaimer that if you do watch the Pass Me The Syrup video, it is not me that is in there. Mm. Uh, even though I'm talking as if I'm in the band, I have joined the band after the fact. Mm-hmm. I'm not ginger you're, or bald. Or I don't wear a lot of beanies. You're the Dave Grohl yeah. of, the, of the band. Come in after the first album. Well, my head just inflated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cheers, dudes. I'm Stefan, and this was a Sound Purchase, a podcast that does a deep dive to explore iconic recordings. Check the show notes and up-to-date top tens list and other musings at stephsquatch.com. You can engage with us on social media under the handle StephSquatchBlog. You can support us by purchasing a Sound Purchase t-shirt, mug, stickers, tapestry by going to stephsquatch.com and clicking on the merch store. Other episodes of A Sound Purchase are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts and stephsquatch.com. If you've enjoyed the sounds during today's episode, visit your local record store to pick up a copy of I Disagree by Poppy. This episode has been produced by Alex Shercliffe from Flying Dutchman. Support local business.
Can I hit stop recording now?